Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Let's have all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. Hello and welcome to a Monday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You. And on our Monday episodes, we delve into a little bit of a hot topic or something relevant. And there is nothing more relevant, really, to my page than bloody dating sites. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I was using online dating sites on and off for years. I haven't used them for ages because of the job that I do and shitty situations that I've had resulting from that. But when I did use them, I fucking hated them. I'd get completely sick of the dead banter, the catfishes, the fizzled out conversations, the premature sex talk, and the abundance of men who clearly only wanted hookups. So I would delete the apps after about a month of being on them, vow never to use them again, no matter how bored or single I got, and then I'd inevitably return. You know, like, you you think, all right, I'm done with this, I can't do this anymore. You delete them, and then, like, I don't know... uncharted amounts of time maybe a month two months later you're like but I'm a bit bored and I'm a bit single and I'm not getting any attention what's the worst that can happen let me just download them again and it's always the same and I know that this cycle of doom is the same for a lot of people who use the apps I'm in contact with a lot of people who are on and off the dating apps and who are absolutely sick of them I don't think I've spoken to anyone in the last three years who hasn't expressed complete exasperation about their experiences on the apps, especially women. Of course, I've obviously spoken to lots of people who've met their partners on the apps and lots of people have had healthy, strong marriages resulting from people that they have met on Tinder or whatever. But I also do think that dating sites have completely ruined dating. Social media as a whole, I think, has had a really negative impact on dating. But dating sites in particular are really hard work. And I'd go as far as to say they are actually soul-destroying at the best of times. And I've been saying for a while that I think the apps are dying and that people are returning to wanting to meet in real life again. You've got things like board of dating apps, singles events popping up. I did a singles event that was really buzzing. It feels like people are moving more into organically meeting in real life again and that the apps have had their day. So I was really surprised when I saw a news article in The Independent last week about a new feature being rolled out by Tinder called Tinder Select. Tinder are calling this a VIP service, which will allow users to message people who haven't matched with them as well as having their profiles shown to the most sought-after users. This wonderful new addition to Tinder will cost £409 a month, 
or $500, and it will only be offered to highly active and engaged users. It's weird because Plenty of Fish already does this, and it's actual hell. And paying for apps definitely is kind of slightly frowned upon. When I read about this Tinder Select thing, I was just like, who is loving dating apps that much anymore that they'd be willing to pay 500 quid a month for Tinder? Of all things. I mean, I'd probably judge you for spending 60 quid a month on Tinder, but 500? And who's got that kind of money in a fucking cost of living crisis? Fuck you. If you've got the spare cash to spend on Tinder Select and not charity donations or actually even just giving me some money, that would be nice. I I mean, go and reevaluate your whole life. I'd actually pay to never have to see a dating app again in my life rather than pay for the privilege to be able to talk to people who I haven't matched with. And why would anyone even want to message people who haven't matched them? I'd feel so awkward. Like, at least if you're messaging someone on a dating app, you know that you've both matched, you both presumably like what you see, you can see that there's maybe some connection. It takes away a bit of that awkwardness, but it's still kind of awkward making that first move. But if they haven't actually matched you and you're just sliding into their inbox, that's horrible, cringe. Presumably, they haven't matched you because they don't fancy you. And that doesn't mean that you then need to weasel your way in through the back door, fucking creep. I do believe that paying for the privilege to do that makes you a fucking psychopath. Disclaimer, though, obviously, have to say disclaimers for everything. I'm I'm, I'm not criticising psychopaths, you know. Psychopaths can be good people too, but these people are fucking psychopaths. But clearly, it's okay to weasel your way in and demand that people speak to you, even if you haven't matched with them, if you're rich enough. If you're rich enough to be able to pay six grand a year for Tinder, then clearly you want what you want and you're going to go out and get it, whether the other person wants it or not. And I find this idea concerning. I imagine that it's just going to be rich men who are shown the profiles of extremely good-looking women. Women who are already bombarded with potential matches. Being given permission to message them without their consent, because the match is the way that you give your consent on a dating app. So messaging someone who hasn't agreed to match you back is messaging without their consent. And that seems like a really weird way to give people entitlement and power over others just because they have the money to spend. You can message whoever you like, regardless of the fact that they didn't match with you, but only if you're wealthy enough. What message is Tinder giving to its users with this? You can buy attention. Consent to being contacted doesn't matter when money's involved. Aside from the obvious concerns about Tinder Select, I'm just confused about why Tinder think they're going to make a load of money out of this. And maybe they are. Maybe their research shows that there are loads of people out there desperate to pay a significant amount of money for their service. But if there are, I really don't think many of them can be women. In the past, I've tried Tinder, Bumble, Plenty of Fish and Happen. I also joined Badoo once for about three minutes, but I deleted it immediately after realising that every single man on there looked like a raging serial killer. I genuinely came away from Badoo feeling frightened for my life and I didn't actually even talk to anyone. The men all looked like they were auditioning to be actors at the fucking London dungeon. It was a genuinely terrifying experience. 
I joined because I'd seen an influencer posting about it. In fact, I think Badoo Master had some big influencer marketing campaign because there was loads of women that I follow were suddenly posting Badoo as if it was this amazing dating experience. And I was so fucking angry to the point that I actually, I turned into a fucking dating app Karen and I emailed Badoo's marketing team. I was like, excuse me, guys, you are paying influencers to send women over to Badoo, but actually what you really should be doing is being honest and telling people that they should send their decent male brothers, colleagues and friends over there because there's no point in sending women because the dregs of men on there are horrendous. Anyway, Badoo's marketing team never replied. More fool them, because now I'm talking about how shit it is on a podcast. But anyway, though obviously some apps are far better than the dregs of Plenty of Fish, Badoo, etc., there are definite levels to the dating app thing. Tinder is seen as a hookup site. Most men see it as a casual sex site. Not all, of course, but a lot. If you ask your friends, male friends, what they think of Tinder, a lot of them will tell you it's a hookup site. Which is why it also feels problematic that this is the site where men can now pay to appear in your inbox without permission. Normal Tinder, not Tinder Select, normal Tinder, Hinge and Bumble work in much the same way as each other. You can't message anyone until you've matched with them first. You have to both like each other. And on Bumble, the woman has to message first. And I liked that concept. It's good for making sure that women aren't bombarded with unwanted messages. But the problem with having to send the message first when I used it was that I never ended up talking to anyone. I'd match with them and then I'd think, oh, maybe maybe he's not decent looking or as funny as I thought maybe he seemed when I first saw this profile. I'd talk myself out of sending the first message. And actually, I was never quite sure what to say without feeling a bit cringe and awkward. So Bumble never resulted in any number swapping for me, but I know that Bumble is pretty good for a lot of women. When I asked my followers their thoughts on the apps recently, Bumble and Hinge came out on top for the safest feeling apps for women and the ones that felt most likely to lead to relationships and not just casual. However, the whole only wanting to go with the flow and meet someone for fun or nothing serious because I've just come out of a relationship is what you seem to find from about 80% of men on apps. Heterosexual men, by the way. I can't speak for men on Grinder because I've not been on there. A lot of people are struggling to get past the talking stage to actual dates. And those who do are experiencing a lot of ghosting. And if they don't get ghosted before sex, then it will probably happen shortly after. If we're trying to think of the positive things about Tinder Select, then maybe it could change that. Maybe only really serious people who don't want to pay for too long would be up for paying that amount of money. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Know that fizzy feeling you get when you read something really good, watch the movie everyone's been talking about, or catch the show the internet can't get over? At the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, we chase that feeling five times a week. We talk about the buzziest movies, TV, music, books, and more. From lowbrow to highbrow to in between, catch the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.
Things weren't always this terrible with dating apps, though. When the apps first emerged a decade ago, they were much more fruitful. People were open and excited and enthusiastic. But they've now basically destroyed our ability to date. People feel like there is always something better out there. People don't invest. And of course, since sex is easier to get, love has become harder to find. Things were different back in the day. But maybe this investment is a good sign. Maybe paying 500 quid a month for Tinder might make you treat people better. I don't know. I just still can't feel comfortable with the right to DM without matching and how that might feel for women. You know, dating can be a bit scary for us. Plenty of Fish was the app that most people used back in the day. It was the originator of the apps and it held top spot until Tinder stormed the scene in 2012. And as I said before, I absolutely hated Plenty of Fish for the very reason that you didn't have to consent before people were able to message you. The very thing that Tinder wants to charge people to be able to do now. I remember going back on Plenty of Fish a few years ago, and it's still the same now, according to the women on my thread. And in the three hours that I had my pictures up, I received 568 messages. I couldn't work out how to stop getting message notifications. It was so bad that I had to turn my phone on silent for like two days. It was overwhelming and disturbing. And it's not because I'm like super hot. I'm not some big supermodel or anything. It's just that the men circle like sharks. A new woman appears on there and it's like, oh, fresh meat. Let's descend into the inbox. I literally felt like I had penises being thrown at me left, right and centre. Quite literally sometimes in photos. The men were hungry and I felt very uncomfortable with all of these random people being able to see my photos. I felt a bit violated and slightly scared, like I didn't actually want to go outside anymore in case they were all waiting outside my house. I know they weren't, obviously, but you know, it was just that feeling of like exposure and vulnerability because the messages they were sending me were just so bleh. I had several people asking if they could be my oral sex slave or if they could meet me just to go down on me. I obviously didn't reply, but now I'm thinking maybe I should have saved some of their numbers. The ones who weren't offering community cunnilingus were telling me they'd like to get my panties creamy or smash my back doors open or that I had tits I'd love to stick my face into or that I looked like an undercover naughty one. And when they weren't feeling like it was perfectly reasonable to message explicit sexual requests and comments to a woman they'd never spoken to before, they were either just saying hi or hey or they were copying and pasting paragraphs that they'd clearly sent to a hundred women already. And I knew this because the paragraph would start, Hey Rachel, that's what happens when men are allowed to message you willy-nilly. And I'd imagine that if they're paying top dollar, they'll be feeling like they're entitled to be very fucking willy-nilly about things. It feels like it's ignoring the reality of dating apps for women. Dick pics are a real problem on sites like Tinder and Plenty of Fish, Bumble have done a big campaign against them and they've got this kind of like AI thing that now recognises a picture of a dick so, you know, your phone will block them and that's really great. And I'm sure that you'd be able to report Tinder select users if they did harass you or did send dick pics. But what are the rules? If you can't unmatch someone to stop them messaging, then how do you get rid of them? Where, where, is, where do the boundaries lay? You can match people without their consent, but where, where do we have the right to then say, no, I don't want this guy? 
And will they just shut, you know, if we're reporting a £500 a month user for sending a dick pic, will they treat that person in the same way that they would treat somebody who's not paying? What power and privilege will this give those users? Apparently, they can hide their Tinder Select status, so you won't always know who's paying and who isn't. But I'd imagine that it could attract a lot of incel types, people who believe in the whole 80-20 rule that is spouted so regularly by Jordan Peterson and other red pill manosphere online misogynists, that women are hypergamous and seek out men with money. So it could attract guys who want to show off that they can afford it, which is definitely a bad sign. I think that wanting the right to message people who haven't matched you is a red flag in itself. So if you're a Tinder user, watch out for these Tinder selects people. It actually does sound like chicken selects from McDonald's. And I do feel that most of us would probably have a better time with those than with men who pay £500 a month for Tinder. Obviously, unless you're vegan or vegetarian, and then obviously you would hate to be surrounded by a chicken selects. But you know what I mean. Chicken selects over Tinder selects all day long. So there we go. Let me know, have you been messaged by someone with a Tinder Select badge? Because this has been rolled out now. These people are among us. If you are on Tinder, these people exist. They are there. Let me know what kind of experience you have had with them. Jump in my DMs. Talk to me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's put you off dating for life. Not really. But I hope it has made you think a little bit more about dating apps and how shit they can be. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production, and I'll see you again soon.